circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0 Lethbridge. Byram going to take it coast to coast on a backhand, scores! Up to the blue line, Vandalese, the effort, tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! A deflection. Oh, he scores! It's over! It's over! Game 7, overtime, oh. hero! Hi, hello, and welcome to the WHL Podcast. I'm Zach Hodder, the Manager of Player Development for the Western Hockey League, and your host for this week's episode. Off the hop, I've got some breaking news. The WHL is going to be pausing its season until we have the proper authority from the local, governmental, provincial, federal, and state-level governments. No, it's not the news you want to hear right off the top of the WHL Podcast, but unfortunately, uh, that's the situation we're in. With that being said... We have a great episode for you today. We have 2019 first overall selection from the WHL draft, Winnipeg Ice forward Matt Savoy. We have WHL commissioner Ron Robison to talk to us about the Memorial E-Cup, as well as Jack Finley of the Spokane Chiefs, who recently signed his entry-level contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning. But before all that, it's time for the news and notes. Nine WHL players and one WHL alumni will be representing Team Canada at the World Junior Championships. They are goaltenders Taylor Goche of the Prince George Cougars, Dylan Garand of the Kamloops Blazers, defenseman Braden Schneider of the Brandon Wheat Kings, defenseman Caden Korzak of the Kelowna Rockets, Bowen Byram of the Vancouver Giants, and Caden Gooley of the Prince Albert Raiders. Moving on to the forwards, Connor Zary from the Kamloops Blazers, Peyton Krebs of the Winnipeg Ice, Dylan Cousins of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, and alumni Kirby Dock of the Chicago Blackhawks, who used to play for the Saskatoon Blades. In addition to the players representing the WHL, will also be represented by General Manager Al Miller of the Moose Jaw Warriors, Assistant Coach Mitch Love of the Saskatoon Blades, Assistant Coach Tyler Dietrich of the Saskatoon Blades, Assistant Coach Michael Dick of the Vancouver Giants, Goalie Coach Jason LaBarbera of the Calgary Hitmen, and Athletic Therapist Brian Cheeseman of the Edmonton Oil Kings. A fun fact about Brian Cheeseman is he spent the entire NHL playoffs in the bubble as an athletic therapist for the NHL, and then he went to Team Canada's training camp out in Red Deer where he had to spend another 14 days in quarantine and now he's re-entering the bubble with Team Canada at the World Junior Championships. Games start for Canada on December 26th as they take on Germany. Staying with the World Junior Championships, it is official Dustin Wolf of the Everett Silvertips, the reigning CHL goaltender of the year, will be in between the pipes for Team USA for a second time. The Calgary Flames draft pick will be looking to take over the starting position this year after winning the one appearance he had at last year's World Junior Championship. A pair of Tampa Bay Lightning second round picks have signed their entry level contracts. Jack Finley of the Spokane Chiefs was selected 57th overall by the Lightning and scored 57 points for Spokane last season, including 19 goals and 38 assists. Gage Gonsalves of the Ever Silvertips, meanwhile, was the 62nd overall selection by Tampa at the 2020 NHL Draft and most recently was a final cut of Team Canada at the World Junior Championship. Last season, he scored 33 goals and 38 assists for 71 points with the Silvertips. And finally, back to the Memorial E-Cup where my nemesis, Lucas Fakovsky of the Medicine Hat Tigers, is moving on to the finals. Lucas swept the Mississauga Steelheads in the semifinals, and he will find out his opponent after the Acadie Bathurst Titan and the St. Jog Sea Dogs play their game tonight. 
Back to the Western Hockey League, the Vancouver Giants have acquired Lethbridge Hurricanes defenseman Zachary Ashton for a conditional pick. In 78 games in the Western Hockey League, Ashton has recorded one goal and nine assists for 10 points. That's it for the news and notes this week. For everything else WHL, you can check out our Twitter account at the WHL. The mascots in the WHL have come together to raise money for children and communities across the Western Hockey League through the Tees for Toys campaign. That's Tees for Toys. From November 18th until December 11th, you can purchase limited edition holiday-themed mascot-inspired t-shirts. That's a helpful to say. Seven dollars for each shirt that is sold will go directly to charities in your communities. This sounds like the perfect stock Check out the shirts, head to whl.ca backslash tees for toys. And now it's Jack Finley. Finley splitting defenders, shoots and scores! Goal number 14 on the year for Jack Finley. Today I'm joined by a second round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He recently signed his entry level contract with the club. He's a member of the Spokane Chiefs. It's Jack Finley. Jack, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. I know when I was your age, I definitely didn't have my Christmas shopping done until the 23rd to 24th, but do you have everybody in your family accounted for? Uh, yeah, I've uh, been going out uh, this week and, uh, I'm not trying to find stuff in Kelowna, so I, I think I got uh, I got a big family, so I think I've I've got all of them. Well, let's uh, let's transition back to this this big news for yourself and your family. You've signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who selected you only you know a couple months ago in the NHL entry draft. What was the conversation like leading up to that? And did you have any idea or expectation that they'd sign you this quickly? It felt uh, like like it was yesterday. Um, it was a really cool experience. I mean, obviously, it sucked that it was it was at home because it would have been nice to be be there for the draft. Um, but uh, you know, leading up to it, I hadn't talked to Tampa Bay um, a whole lot. I you know I knew uh, their assistant general manager a little bit um, through Kelowna, but uh, you know, once they they drafted me, um, it was it was so cool and. Um, it was definitely a dream come true, and especially, you know, the, the Stanley Cup champions for, for a team like that, um, you know, to, to want me um, was so cool. And um, I think that the contract and the signing was just a little bit out of the blue. I didn't really expect it um, this early, but, um, you know, I, I'm honored that um, you know, I can officially uh, you know, say I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning. Well, you know, when you did sign with Tampa and when they were going through the process of, of actually putting pen to the paper, what about your game do they like and do you do they think that you're going to bring to that organization? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the, the thing about them is, is they're so good at developing players. Um, you know, you see just a guy like Braden Point and, and how they've really developed him um, into, you know, a star in the NHL. And, um, you know, I, I think that they, they think they could they could help me out and, um, you know, really develop my game. But um, I think they just like my size and, and uh, you know, the, the heavy game that I play. Uh, you know, I can play up and down a lineup. And um, I think as a young guy, that'll, that'll really help, uh, you know, a team just being able to, you know, like I said, play up and down a lineup. 
Yeah, I mean, they've been able to develop not just guys like Braden Point, but you look at Mikel Sergachev, you look at Sorelli, you look at Matthew Joseph, all these guys have come through that program and you're, you know, you're definitely lucky to be there. But your journey to get there has been a little unique. And what I'm talking about right now is the CHL Top Prospects game. You had quite an adventure when you went there. Uh, can you just kind of tell us about what happened on your trip back to Spokane? Yeah, um, no, it was uh, the prospects game was really fun, um, and it was it was a really good experience. And um, on the way back, it was yeah, it was a little crazy. I wasn't really expecting it. Uh, I flew through Chicago. It was just a snowstorm there, so all the flights got canceled in Chicago. Uh, so it was just madness in the airport. Um, you know, I'm trying to reach out to the people back in Spokane. Um, there's people people everywhere and. I had to wait for like four hours in the in the airport and I got a flight the next afternoon. I waited there till about 2 a.m. I'm just waiting for my bags to come out. And then I, I went to the airport. I, I didn't have very much money. So I went to the airport shuttle um, to my hotel, waited there for two hours, never came. So when I was like 3.34, I called an Uber. Uh, I was one of the last people at the hotel. I called an Uber. Uber came. Uh, we were driving back to the hotel and it was just still like a blizzard. And we actually got into a car accident on the highway. We did a 360 and slammed into the Meridian. And like, I, I didn't really know what was going on. I was so out of it. And then we got back, finally made it to the hotel. I was too young to check in. So they called the police. The police came. They said there's a motel across the street that, they, they let you in. Um, so we hopped in the back of the squad car, drove across the street. We went to the motel and uh, they said I could check in, but there was also another uh, kid. I, I didn't know who he was. He was from Montreal or something. Um, he was in the same situation as me. So they roomed us together. So I was rooming with some random, some random kid. Um, just got to the motel, went to bed, and then got up the next day and went to the airport. So it was crazy. It was um, it was kind of funny looking back on it now, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I remember being in the office that day and just the panic that was coming through from our office, trying to make sure where you were and everything that was going on, and then. Uh, we found out about the car accident. It was just, it's, I'm sure it's a story at the time that you're like, oh my God, this is the worst day ever. But in hindsight, it's definitely a story you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah, it was awesome. It's funny. Well, Jack, you know, just my last kind of question for you right now. It's such a difficult time during the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, for yourself, it should be such an exciting time. You did just sign your entry-level contract. You know, you're coming into a big year in the Western Hockey League. And unfortunately, because of COVID, we've had to, to pause. So how have you been able to create a mindset of, of development every day and motivating yourself and just working through kind of the, the difficulty that is the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, it's no, it's definitely been hard. I mean, it's hard for everyone, not just hockey players. And um, I think, you know, I've been pretty lucky this summer, like, you know, with everything that's bad going on, there's also been, um, you know, a lot of great things that have, that have come in my life. I mean, I got, you know, I got drafted, I signed, um, I got an opportunity to play with the junior A team until last week. So I got in a couple of games. Um, so I think, you know, just those things um, have just really helped me um, stay on track and stay motivated. I mean, obviously, um, you know, if you, you, we, want, we want to believe that we're going to be playing, um, you know, in the start of the new year. So um, 
I think that itself too is another motivator, but I think just trying to stay positive and, and really um, leaning on the people around you, like, you know, family and friends and, and trainers and stuff. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been tough, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how um, my summer for development's gone. Well, Jack, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Again, congratulations to yourself and your family on uh, the big accomplishment there signing with Tampa. Hope you guys stay safe and healthy over the holiday season, and we're looking forward to see you back on the ice once our season gets going. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Buck pops free. Right corner, Feist. Centering pass out front. A shot and a score! Jack Finley from the weak side, and he gives Spokane a 1-0 lead with 141 to go in the first. Big thank you to the Spokane Chiefs and Jack Finley for setting that up. Up next, we've got the first overall pick from the 2019 WHL Draft. He is used to the pressure. This is a young man who, since he's been about 12 or 13 years old, has been expected to do great things. And up to this point in his career, he's certainly achieved everything. Uh, it was a great conversation. It's Matt Savoy. Stay in your spot. Here's Savoy again walking in. Shot block. Second crack at it. He scores! First of the tournament for Matt Savoy. And the 15-year-old is tied. Matt Savoy and Cole Sillinger have been there. Today I'm joined by the first overall selection of the 2019 WHL Draft. Uh, he's had quite an impressive start to his uh, junior hockey career already with uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders Alberta Junior Hockey League. He has six points in four games this season to start the year before they were shut down. It's Winnipeg Ice's selection, Matt Savoy. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. So, obviously, very unique way to start this season, but how's your first taste of being a regular full-time junior hockey player been with Sherwood Park? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, with, with the whole COVID thing, it's been tough to, you know, find ice and get skating, but I was fortunate enough to, to find a local junior team here, and my brother and uh, and my good friend Mike played for that team, so so we got some connections there, and you know, we reached out and, and they were great about it. So yeah, I thought it was a, a really good fit for me. And, you know, just to keep playing, I, I thought it was a great, a really positive thing for, for my game. And, you know, to get more comfortable with, with the junior level, I, th I thought it was a big step for me. Well, you got to play in 22 Western Hockey League games last season. Um, you got to go to your first training camp as well. You know, coming in as the first overall pick, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectation. What was it like for you heading into your first training camp with the ice last year? Uh, yeah, definitely not, uh, pretty nervous. Don't know what to think. Um, it's your first training camp. You're 15 years old and there's obviously some people looking at you. Um, yeah, I tried to just, just go have fun with it and, you know, do it for the experience. That's what, that's what I was told to do and, you know, have fun and, you know, just work hard. And, uh, yeah, I was, the guys, the guys were great. Um, the older guys, the leadership group and the coaching staff and, and the whole staff down there took me in really well. So yeah, I was pretty thankful for that. So so they made it a pretty easy transition. You also played for Rink Hockey Academy last year, which is in Winnipeg. You're from Edmonton, St. Albert to be specific, but you've been playing for NAX for the past couple of years. What was it like for you to, to make the move to Winnipeg for that whole season? You're away from the family for the first time. And how was that transition and how did you find it? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot different. I've never really moved away from home before. Uh, yeah, last year was my first year, so... It was definitely an adjustment, but um, yeah, like I said, like the, the teammates and, and the coaching staff and even my billets, like they made it super easy, made me feel comfortable and, and stuff like that. So yeah, they made it, they made it a really smooth transition and, and I thank them. 
Well, you weren't in Winnipeg that much, actually, because you were busy representing Canada on two separate occasions. You got to experience the under-17 World Championships as an underage player. That must have been a heck of an experience for yourself. You went in, you had a great tournament, you had a point of game. But what was it like going to get to play with, with those kids that you've played against at the Canada Winter Games, as you did also as an underager? But now you're playing against international competition. Uh, what was that experience like? And, and who are some of the players that you might not have played against before that really caught your eye at that tournament? Uh, yeah, it was obviously really special to, to be selected for that team. That's a pretty pretty high-end tournament so yeah I was I was super thankful for that and um yeah it was a fun tournament uh, I knew a lot of guys on my team and you know we, we did the best out of the Canadian teams we got uh, we got fourth we lost in the bronze medal game but yeah I thought we all had a good tournament um yeah it was good to come in and you know you know play well for that tournament I thought that was a big step for me um tough competition we played the U.S. and and they were good they only had one team and we had three so um, they had a couple of good guys like uh, Luke Hughes and uh, a couple of forwards. So yeah, they they were good. And then the other the other tournament you got to go to it only happens every couple of years the Youth Olympic Games. You were the captain of that team. Um, you know you guys got to travel overseas. What was it like being going from the under 17s where you know you're the underage player but you're still an important part of the team to the Youth Olympic Games where you're the captain and you're the guy? Uh, how did you handle that leadership role that was pa passed on to you? Yeah, it was definitely a lot different. Um, lots of the guys were looking more towards me, where, whereas at U17, they would have been looking to a different guy, an older guy. So um, I had to, you know, adapt to that leadership role, and I always try to be a leader and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that experience was great, though. I didn't know many guys going into it. There was only one other guy from, from West – or two other guys from Western Canada. So, yeah, I was pretty out of the blue when I first got there. But, you know, it made, it made some good friendships and, you know, yeah, guys that I'll talk to probably for the rest of my life. And guys that you'll probably play against for the rest of your life too, especially as you start to enter the Western Hockey League, you start to do more Hockey Canada events. But, you know, you, you again, were the first overall selection. You've been one of the top players of your age group for since you were a young kid, but there's still things that you need to develop and you need to work on. So what's an area that you spent this summer trying to improve on for this season? Uh, this summer, I've been working a lot on my shot, uh, just the deception of it and the release, um, as well as, like, making plays at top speeds. Um, like, you know, just carrying carrying my speed as, as well as being able to, to make plays. I admire a lot of players that, that can do that at a high-end level. And, you know, I wanted to make my game to the next level, and, and I think that's one of the big reasons uh, that I hope it can. Well, let's transition away from the rink. There's a lot more to life than hockey. Let's get to know Matt a little bit more. Uh, right now, obviously, we can't go watch hockey. We can't go to concerts. We can't really do much, especially here in Alberta. But when we are able to get back to see live events, who's a band, musician, or artist that you'd like to see? I've only been to one concert. Uh, it was Drake. It was a pretty good one. I was on the floor for that one. So I don't know. Um, probably, some, probably some kind of country music. I've been into country a lot lately, so yeah, probably a country band. Which NHL player do you think that you model your game after? A uh, player like McKinnon or, or Barzell, you know, just explosive speed and, you know, likes to make, make plays at, at, high, at high ends and has a good shot. So I, I try to model my game after those guys. I know you're a year ahead in school. You must be a smart guy. What's your, sub, your favorite subject in school right now? Probably either math or English. Not a very popular opinion, but... Hey, those are the those are the best things to be good at. 
Who's your favorite non-NHL hockey player? I mean, non-NHL athlete. Probably Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard, do you like his rapping too or no? I've never really heard it. <laughs> do yourself a treat and uh, look it up after this. But Matt, thanks again for taking time out of your day. Uh, hope that you and your family stay safe and, safe and healthy over this holiday season and we're able to get going in early January. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you to Matt for sending that up for us. Our last interview today will be with the WHL's commissioner, Ron Robinson. We sat down briefly to talk about the Memorial E-Cup, and Ron took it as an opportunity to get a few jabs in my way. Hope you enjoy our conversation. I'm joined by WHL Commissioner Ron Robison. Ron, the Kia Memorial E-Cup is coming to a close. We have Lucas Sajkowski of the Medicine Hat Tigers coming into the finals. Uh, you know, what have you thought of this whole experience? Well, first of all, congratulations to all the players who participated across the Canadian Hockey League in this wonderful concept uh, to follow the Kia Memorial E-Cup uh, throughout from start to finish and see how these players have engaged in it has been a lot of fun. And I think it's been a real exciting uh, initiative for us and uh, brings a lot of attention to the event. Well, Lucas beat me in a contested game, uh, his first game of the tournament, actually, by it was a close score, seven to one. He didn't pull a goalie to let me score at the end, but... Uh, you know, this is a this has been an event that has really showcased some of our players, some of their personalities, and uh, I just want to know how you think you would have done had you played in this tournament. Well, Zach, I think anyone, uh, quite frankly, could have done a lot better than you did. Uh, I heard that it was really uh, over after the first uh, five minutes of the opening period, and uh, and uh, there's no looking back. And obviously, you met Lucas, who was. Uh, who's gone on now to great things uh, in this particular tournament, but the, uh, uh, your performance was really uh, had a lot to be desired. Well, I mean, it hurts a little bit to hear that from my boss, but uh, we'll keep plowing ahead here. You know, Ron, you've, you've been the WHL commissioner now for over 20 years. You've been to 20 years of Memorial Cups, except for, unfortunately, this past season. But is there a Memorial Cup that's, that stands out to you as one of the ones you look back on fondly? Well, anytime you have the opportunity to host a Memorial Cup, it's a real honor for this league. And, uh, of course, when the host team or our league champion uh, representing the WHL wins, those are probably my most favorite memories. And, and we had some pretty good runs if you look back into the uh, mid-2000s, early 2000s. But since that time, it's been a little bit more of a challenge. We've had four finalists uh, and uh, one champion in the last 10 years. So we're looking forward to getting back the Memorial Cup and, and playing again so that we can uh, see what we can do against that Ontario and, and Quebec leagues. Well, if Lucas ends up winning the whole tournament, uh, I think we should be putting uh, him on the actual Memorial Cup because he did win it. We had to, hey, we had to adapt to the situation that we were in, and I think we did a really good job, which leads me to my last question. Video games have been a lot around for a very long time. I am sure that you are an avid gamer on your days off. What's your favorite video game and how long you've been playing for? Haven't spent a lot of time on the video uh, games lately. Uh, I do admire uh, the, uh, the people who play them so well, and especially our players who love them. Of course, I'm sure it takes up a fair amount of time on road trips and so forth. But when you look at it, uh, uh, the games have changed a lot over the years. I was a pretty avid player on the board games, if you will, back in the old days, and, and could probably take you on in bubble hockey if you want anytime. So, uh, but uh, I'll leave the, uh, the new games and the video expertise to people like Lucas and our players have done such a great job. And we want to wish Lucas the very best uh, representing the Western Hockey League in the uh, Kia Memorial E-Cup uh, uh, when that gets going. 
Well, Ron, if bubble hockey ever comes in the office, I'll make sure to kick your butt to get back to you for that comment you made at the beginning of this interview. But otherwise, thanks for taking time out of your day. I know you're very busy right now, and I hope you have a safe and happy holiday season. Thanks very much, Zach. And good luck in the broadcasting career because you don't have a career in the video <laughs> side. That's it for the WHL podcast this week. A big thank you to Jack Finley and Matt Savoy, and a moderate thank you to Ron Robison, considering all he did was make fun of me the entire time. But either way, it was a pleasure to have him. Thank you for listening. My name is Zach Hodder. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Hodder. You can follow the Western Hockey League at the WHL. And I hope that you are staying safe and healthy. You finish your Christmas shopping, and you're going to be able to enjoy time with the loved ones around you as best you can, given the restrictions we're living in. Have a great week. We'll drop another episode again next Wednesday.